Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. 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 Yay. <laughs> Yay. 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 Should we change it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> lyrical we, analysis we? of Yay. Ah, it doesn't have the same rhythm to it. Well, anyway, my name's Chris Lambert. My name is Travis Bean, 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 and today we're talking about Donda <laughs> chant. <laughs> yeah, this is the first formal episode in terms of lyrical analysis of our Donda season. We just completed uh, our Donda like expectations and song rankings, the intro episode for the season to kind of set the table for our expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, but now... This is the first song that we're covering in full, and song should be in quotes, since it's 52 seconds of Selena Johnson saying Donda. <laughs> it's uh, This is a nice like first step before digging into the the densest album of Kanye's career. Like, Let's ease into <laughs> it. Let's just do a song where they say one word over and over. Yeah, he's really taking it easy on us with the first song. So that's much, much, much appreciated. Yeah, um, we're going to do a lot of analysis here of like why the Donda chant is happening. But I also do think that it could be as simple as Kanye knew this would be the easiest episode for us. Like we could ease into it. <laughs> you know, he is a considerate king like that. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, man, I've. This song has generated a lot of <laughs> I love it. conversation I love because it. it is very enigmatic, mysterious. Yeah. Uh, people wonder, like, what's going on? Which is cool because it's nice that we're at a stage where people are looking at Kanye albums and a song like this and saying it has to have a meaning, right? Yeah. It has to have a meaning. That's been the whole point of this podcast is because we wanted to scream at people. It has a meaning. <laughs> this album has meaning. This song has meaning. So we're at the point where people are like, oh, I think it has meaning. Great. <laughs> but it's also been infuriating to me <laughs> because a lot of the... It's not just how people are interpreting it like to me i think this represents blah 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 which mm -hmm. is fine like art always causes people to think about their own life to just uh, summon up some thoughts and feelings that the art provokes which is great my issue has been that there have been people saying like this is what it is this is the secret meaning of the song right. and essentially trying to take an objective view in terms of what's going on and i'm all for objective perspectives on arts we know that about i you. yeah <laughs> at this point in the show or reading our movie analysis uh website film colossus like i do think that there are objective aspects to art in terms of like topics that the art is bringing up subject matter within that of course there are subjective applications and subjective takeaways so it's not saying that there is no like even if you agree this is what the art's doing you can have multi like a universe of interpretations as to why and what and all of that so i i just got really bothered by some of these theories yeah um do we want to do we want to start off with all of the theories you think aren't working before we get into what we think it is doing Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so uh, the two main theories, the theories that have kind of taken off, the first one was that 
Donda is said 58 times. That Selena Johnson says it 58 times because that was Donda's age when she passed away. So it's one repetition for every year she was alive. And that was really catching on. Like it got popular on TikTok. It started going wild on Instagram. Big accounts started reposting it. Podcasts started talking about it. And you even had news outlets starting to write articles talking about, is this theory right or not? And it's really popular, but Donna's name is said 60 times. Like that's <laughs> right. It's just one of those things where because it sounds good and it sounds cool and it sounds interesting and meaningful, people jump on board. But the reality is it doesn't back it up. Right. And then the second theory that kind of came out of that first one was that how Donda was being said uh, ended up tying into her heartbeat. So it was supposed to be just a heartbeat at first, which then evolved, <clears throat> which then evolved to the idea that it was Donda's heartbeats uh, in the moments that she was passing away. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be the rhythm of this heart that was kind of on its lat's legs, which is really emotional. And I get why people would think that that's a cool interpretation, mm. but there's also zero foundation for that. Uh, it's not like anywhere on the album, Kanye mentioned something about like heartbeat, my mom's heartbeat or anything like that. There's no references to heartbeats like production wise over the rest of the album, which is something that we saw in 808s and Heartbreak, right? Mm -hmm. We kept seeing production elements that mimicked a heartbeat and how that could tie into the material of Kanye's relationship is ending, he's suffering from a broken heart. The album title itself has 808s and Heartbreak. The album cover has a broken heart on it. So you have uh, all these elements in 808s and Heartbreak that reinforce this heartbeat elements in the production. Where here on Donda, there's just nothing. So it's one of those things that I would understand if somebody says, to me, it could represent the heartbeat. Right. But people were saying, no, no, it's supposed to be the heartbeats, which is a much different conversation. So you just have a problem with the argu argument. Totally. Totally. Like as <laughs> if somebody's just like, I like to think that it's that that's fine. Yeah. You know, you like to think it's something. Because I, I think more. that's actually kind of cool. Uh, I think the power of Donda Chant is it's fakeness and um how image inducing it is like it's this it's not a song like there's no music it's just selena johnson repeating the name over and over but because she changes the way she says the name like it really pulls you in like if it almost feels like you're in a trance in this sort of hypnotic state where the name is just kind of bouncing around and it becomes music in its own weird way it, it's so mm -hmm. cool and and because it's so vague, I think people extract the meaning they they naturally extract from it. And it, and to think that it is a heartbeat, that it's like <clears throat> Donna dying or something, like that probably comes just from a place of knowing what it's like to lose somebody and just like your your own thoughts coming out about like repeating the name of someone you've lost. Like I could see someone thinking that. And I think that's really the cool part of this song is it has that power. Like it has people talking. It has news outlets like writing about it. it. It's kind of incredible that something so simple can become so profound for people. What a silver lining, positive perspective that is. <laughs> and I do think you're right. And that's getting to like the flip side of me being like a grumpy, like old man in terms of like, this isn't exactly what it's doing but again it gets to that idea if somebody wants to take away from it like i like to think this is doing this perfect like right by all means because that is powerful right and it's just not the exact thing that it's doing it should be the the definitive explanation for what the song is yeah and i'm gonna give more credit to people maybe it isn't deserved but i, I think a big reason you could think something like that is because you listen to the rest of the album um, and you get the sense of Donda's presence spiritually and how you, and there are all these other like very personal verses, even from guest artists throughout the album about losing people, about feeling trapped. There's that heavy sense of 
alienation and loss and entrapment, like all of that, I think fuels how you're hearing that opening verse. So after you've listened to the album and then you hear Donda again, like I, I had that experience where, you know, I heard it at first and I was kind of like, all right, this is kind of a, <laughs> a lame intro. <laughs> like it's not as cool as uh, what's the Jesus is King every hour. Um, but now I like it, like I said, like there's something hypnotic about it. Now there's some, I, I, I can feel the meaning of it starting to come out as I understand the album more. That's, um, there was actually people, a third theory that I don't even know is worth discussing. <laughs> but let's was discuss the it. I Yeah, was the idea, it, I think it got popular on Facebook, that Kanye is trying to summon the soul of his mom, and it's a demonic practice. Right. Which is just... <laughs> Selena Johnson debunked that one. She debunked all of it, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, right. So Selena Johnson... Uh, the woman that does the Donda chants, you may recognize her as the uh, voice for All Falls Down mm -hmm. that's doing the main chorus of All Falls Down, which was an interpolation of a Lauryn Hill song. Kanye couldn't get the clearance from Lauryn Hill. So he had Selena Johnson mimic, like do an astounding job mimicking yeah, Lauryn shit. Hill. Not an um, easy job. No. So Selena's great. It's their first collaboration, I think, maybe since then, though she talks in this. So she has a, what is it, Soul Fox or Fox Soul? Oh, Fox Soul. Yeah. Fox Soul. Okay. So she's on a talk show called uh, Fox Soul, which I was watching, not just this segment, but clicking through and it was yeah. really, <laughs> I was enjoying it a lot. <laughs> it was good. Um, they... Uh, she was talking about being on this album, like the Donda release. The episode was two days old, three days old. Mm -hmm. And she goes into the details of creating this. And it's funny because she also kind of trash talks Soldier Boy and Chris Brown. Yeah. For reacting as <laughs> babies. Because she basically both of them, calls them like, uh, like, uh, not well tuned to the industry like you know that like this happens all the time that like you record a verse for a song or something and then you have no control past that it's like up to the artist what to do with it yeah and it's their art like if they don't feel like you're right for it then right like and soldier boy was complaining because he's like i delivered this verse you praise me and then you don't put it on the album it's like he could still like the verse but just think that it doesn't I, it is it right for the song i just thought that was a crazy thing that like does he does he not know anything about mm -hmm. connie like i knew that about connie and i've never recorded a verse for him <laughs> right like right so selena's just kind of like calling both of them out yeah as you said for being kind of ob obtuse to what's going on or a little dense about what's going on uh saying that in 2014 she actually collaborated with kanye on a rick ross song and recorded all this stuff and there was like hard work because she was doing one of those mimic uh things again but mm -hmm. changing it up enough so it's not so it gets cleared right but she said she ended up getting left off for someone else and just had to accept it and that kanye fought for her to get paid uh regardless so that was cool but she talks about how she went out to San Francisco, and I remember West Sub ever catching that she was in San Francisco when yeah. Kanye was uh, putting two and two together. But she started recording with him, and she said she recorded a whole verse. Like she did a bunch of actual stuff and a whole song, and then he, uh, she, and Kanye started talking, and Kanye said he wanted something that felt healing, uh, that seemed to involve his mom that he misses his mother. And he told, he told me in the studio, cause I flew out to San Francisco to, to do this work. And he told me in the studio after I sang on a song, you know, that I thought was what he, I was really supposed to do. He told me that he wanted the, the album to have some type of healing component. And so I told him, well, you know, your mother's name is uh, the Donda, Donda. I said that has a, a, the consonant sound repetitive like meditation. And so I started saying, Donda, Donda. I said, if you say it over and over again, it sounds like a meditative chant. So he asked me to put it down and I did. And I sang it in all different ways, you know, cause that's what you're supposed to do. And I had no idea that he was gonna use it the way that he did. So it wasn't something that was demonic. It was an ode to his mother. Um, so I just want to clear that up. But okay. in terms of people saying, you know. She said that like part of the vague thing that she mentioned was that 
the song came about as Kanye really missed his mom. And she's like, that's all that I'm really going to say. This is a boy that really misses his mama. And the idea that that's where the healing aspect came out of. So she did go into more details about that conversation. But just in general, Kanye wanted something that was healing. She mentioned uh, meditation through repetition of a word and yeah. started saying Donda, Donda. And he liked the idea. So she went into the booth and started doing this and did a much longer take of all these ways of saying Donda, fast, slow, long, but very chanting. Donda, 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 and I think we heard maybe the full thing at the second listening party. Yeah. It was two minutes of Selena doing this, but Kanye for the album cut it down to 52 seconds, um, which, you know, I think gives it a long enough space to kind of breathe yeah. as an intro, <laughs> but also doesn't slow down the album so much that you don't get into the the music after two minutes. I agree. Um, it works well at that length <clears> beginning. <throat> Whereas, like, I could see the two-minute version working in the middle of the album where, like, you're kind of in it and you're part of the energy of the album. And, you know, there's there's already forward progression. So stepping into a song like that can almost be, like, it could just keep going and going and going and it, like, gains more and more power as it goes and then could lead into a song. Like, you could see it being a transition in that way. Yeah. But instead, as an intro... A little lighter yeah um but i think that's the key word that some people have missed in trying to interpret the song and maybe missed is uh a harsh word there but chant 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 and when you're chanting something it ends up being in terms of like religion something very much associated with meditation with prayer with even musicality as you start to repeat the word enough, right. it becomes something musical. Uh, and it can even be just, you know, summoning the spirit in a good way, right? The same way that people might chant like God or Jesus, like you chant this name because you really want to channel something of the person. And to that end, I think it's a really nice setup because throughout the album, then we have appearances of Donda kind of coming in and you're right. hearing speeches that she gave and it might be all from the same talk right yeah yeah uh, actually i i think it's actually from different ones okay because um, one of them she's like reading <clears throat> an expert from someone's book and then it sounds like another one it's like it must be about some some event for connie i can't we, sh we should we could have looked it up beforehand but we didn't uh <laughs> yeah we'll get there yeah um but yeah, I to me, like you sent me that video of Selena Johnson. And as I was watching it, I was both like ecstatic and angry because ecstatic because she was confirming everything that I thought about the song, but angry that I couldn't pitch it here first and sound really smart uh, without <laughs> her. But to me, the, the whole meditation thing, like to me, that was it. Like I really tapped into that after listening to the album a couple times. And then after I gave it a full listen, I, I, I mean, it became so obvious to me that it was about meditation because to me, meditation has been a big part of my life. Not like a hippie dippy. Like I don't do it that much. Like in the morning, I, I tr when I'm not like too stressed or have too much to do, um, <laughs> I try to like just sit for 10 minutes at least and do nothing. I just focus on my breathing and try to get into this really good headspace. And, and it's amazing what, what it does for me and how it centers me and I, how much better I can work by doing it. And 
um, it, it's just so healing to focus on yourself. Like there's something so profound and just like concentrating on your heartbeat, on your breathing and not really focusing on anything at all. When you focus on nothing, you just kind of focus on the space and, and who you are without ever really thinking about it. it. It's cool what it does to you. And, um, and as I've talked about probably, uh, four dozen times now, I love <laughs> ambient music. And to me, that was a huge part of it, it kind of coincided with the. I listened to ambient music first. I listened to it for a while, but it became part of that for me of, of being calmer, being less stressed out, not being so high strung and everything, which I think I was for a bit and I'm still trying to get over it. Um, and so when I hear this now, like that's exactly what I think of this, this idea of just like stopping and thinking and concentrating on something and focusing it's, and, and to me, Donda is that for Kanye, like he, she is his rock. She's not here, but like she taught him everything he knows as we hear throughout the album, like she taught <clears throat> Kanye to be decidedly different, which I think is like the perfect way to describe Kanye. Like he, she's always there fueling him and reminding him to be who he is, who she raised him to be. So the power of chanting her name here at the beginning it, Selena Johnson was totally right. Like, if you really want to tap into the power of Donda, like just repeating the name and concentrating on the name, like that's it right there. And it's so incredible to hear it here at the beginning of the album and and to 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 lay the seeds for that for what's to come. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think that's that's the main way I'm starting to take it is not only does it have that meditative aspect to it, that healing aspect to it of just, you know, I am calling my mom's name. I'm reminding myself of her because speaking as someone whose parents has have passed, mm -hmm. it's becomes easy to move on is not the right word, but it becomes easy to get caught up in the present and get distracted by things and you don't focus on much as much on the past even though it still continues to affect you it still continues to feel it you can start to focus more on the the grief that you feel and the loss that you that you feel rather than just thinking about the person and who the person was and all of that um so I think it is nice sometimes just to sit there and remind yourself, like, you know, saying my parents' names, like Penny, 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 Tom, 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 and just reminding myself not of who I lost and when I lost them, but who they were right? and <clears throat> who they made me. Yeah, and totally. with that idea in mind, I love this idea that at the start of the album, we're kind of just remembering Donda and making her presence felt and giving her name power and how that then leads into her appearance over the, the rest of the album, because it does feel to me like it becomes something where Kanye is in a state where he needs his mother and is going back to thinking about her, remembering her thoughts and including her on the album is a way of kind of channeling all that he has in terms of this like concrete stuff of being able to hear her voice again, right? Through speeches. My mom has a couple talks on YouTube and I've been able to go back and watch those every so often. And it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you remember the conversations that you had, but you don't have those recorded. So being able to listen to that and like go back to that can be very nice as well. So I think it sets up not just a tone, but also sets up this idea of Donda's appearance at these key points throughout the album. Totally. That's an awesome way to think of it. And, and it also establishes 
I mean, there are so many threads there, like what you just talked about, the fact that Donna's there, the fact that Kim is kind of an active Donna on Earth, like she's the mother figure in Kanye's life. Um, and I think the biggest thing, you, you've already mentioned, like, the, you know, the presence of religion on the album and how, say, repeating a name has religious connections. Uh, the whole relationship Kanye has with God in the album and how by repeating Donda's name right at the beginning, I feel like it establishes this idea that you you pray to God, you reach to the heavens, you, you're you use prayer and religion as a way of connecting with Donda. Like it's it, it's a literal path for that. And again, I I think that has a lot to do with the power of meditation and and what praying does. Like I used to be very religious. <laughs> like I like I prayed like every night, uh, even up until my sophomore year of college. I think I was I was praying like every night, and hmm. um. It, and it was comforting to me to do that, to to reach to something that I couldn't see and aspire for something greater. Um, eventually, that became less and less and less important to my life. And and now it's not part of my life at all. It's uh, meditation has kind of replaced it. it it's replaced. It. It's it became like a new version of that, I think. Uh, but for Kanye, who's very religious, like this is like these things coincide now and that that the power of speaking to Donda, uh, you know, up there, like, where is she? Like, trying to reach her, like, that inherently has this religious connection. So throughout the album now, like, all of these threads we're seeing, like, Donda is the connection between all of them. So again, repeating her name here at the beginning is so powerful. It's such a powerful introduction to that idea. Mm. I think all of that's reinforced by how we've seen Kanye <clears throat> talk about his mom or the way that he has included her in things. Like I'm thinking back to the Donda video game, right? Yeah. Or the only one video game where you were supposed to play as Donda in heaven and you're flying around heaven, angel wings, and specifically then only won the song because while Kanye talked about his mom on Pinocchio's story, and maybe Coldest Winter, there wasn't really a song that was so specifically about her on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, Watch the Throne, Cruel Summer, Jesus. So at the end of 2014, New Year's uh, Eve into 2015, when we got only one, the song was really powerful, I think, for a lot of us Kanye fans because it is so much about his mom and felt very cathartic going from the grief that we know Kanye was feeling to something that was uh, more positive. As I lay me down to sleep, I hear her speak to me. Hello, Mari, how you doing? I think the storm ran out of rain, the clouds are moving. I know you're happy, cause I can see it. To tell the boys inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you, he said he sent you an angel. And look at all that he gave you, yes for one and you got to. Mm-hmm, you know I never left you. Cause every road that leads to heaven's right inside you So I can say Hello my only one Just like the morning sun You keep on rising till the sky knows your name Hello my only one Remember who you are No you're not perfect but you're not your mistakes Hey So just going into some of the lyrics of Only One. As I lay me down to sleep, I hear her speak to me. Hello, Mari. How you doing? Kanye's uh, middle name is Omari. So Kanye Omari West. And sometimes Donna would call him Mari, I'm guessing. Uh, Hello, Mari. How you doing? I think the storm ran out of rain. The clouds are moving. Uh, symbolic, right? The, the shits that Kanye was dealing with yeah. from 2009 to 2013. I mean, even going back to 2007, right? Uh, with the passing of his mom, uh, the loss of his fiance and Alexis Pfeiffer, to then finally getting with Kim, like having a child, 
like, yeah, the storm has ran out of rain and the clouds are moving. I know you're happy because I can see it. So tell the voice inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you. He said he sent you an angel and look at all that he gave you. You asked for one and you got two. Uh, at this point, it was Kim and North. You know I never left you because every road that leads to heaven's right beside you. Or every road that leads to heaven's right inside you. So I can say, hello, my only one. Uh, Kanye means only one. Uh, just like the morning sun, you'll keep on rising till the sky knows your name. Hello, my only one. Remember who you are. No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes. So you just have a song that kind of continues in that vein of Donda talking to Kanye uh, and ending with like, tell Nori about me. I just want you to do me a favor. Tell Nori about me. Tell Nori about me. So it does feel like something Kanye has been thinking about in terms of making sure that his mom's name is known that her legacy is known that she's not forgotten and this idea that she is as you're saying a conduit between him and heaven between mm. him and god she's the one telling him about conversations she's having with god she's the one that's still like looking down on him so when he's saying donda 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 or having selena johnson say donda 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 it's reinforcing this idea of not just tell nori about me but like tell all your kids make sure like your family from here on out knows about me and then also like god it, in ways he's praying to her as a way of praying to god yeah i mean that's such a huge part of this album is <clears throat> kanye thinking about himself and how a yes how kim kind of represents adonda on earth like she's this mother to his children and yep how that thread goes through Donda <clears throat> through Kim and through Connie himself to his own kids as we see on come to life, which is pretty much the final song of the album in that final verse from Connie, he talks about North and you know, he talks about an ultra light beam and that connection. He so nicely makes that connection from Donda to him and Kim to his kids and how when someone dies, like they don't, their, their spirit doesn't die like the, everything they taught you their being like their lessons it's it's all there and you kind of live on in that way so chanting the name gives power to that and gives uh, clarity to that like it it makes it feel like she's there because you're channeling her and you're like i'm i'm gonna be like Donda. <laughs> I, i'm gonna live out her her spirit and 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 keep her here it's that's su such a powerful way to open an album yeah, and if you're wondering then, like, we're staying broad. If you're wondering then, are there any specific takeaways from how she's saying Donda? Fast, slow, the modulations. <laughs> I honestly don't think it matters. Like, if it's meaningful to you in terms of you like to think of it as the heartbeats, by mm. all means. But I don't think that there is supposed to be a big takeaway aside from just chanting and feeling the energy and feeling the name said in different ways and just getting that experience with it yeah you're totally right because it's so awesome that selena johnson did this i mean she, like you said she's on all falls down she's part of like old kanye <laughs> and she represents this young version of kanye when donda was around and the kind of music he was making back then like they have such history and to hear her talking about their history on um, Fox Soul was was amazing because so many people have, I don't want to say abandoned Kanye because that makes it sound worse than it is, but that have drifted away from Kanye and have distanced themselves from him as he does the things he does out in the public and the things he says, the people he associates himself with. But I, I found what she said about their relationship so relieving and insightful that musically and creatively she understands him she doesn't have to agree with everything he says but like because she knows him and she knows where his music comes from she's able to come up with the idea of the donda champ and they're kind of on the same page and connecting there it it was very revealing of the other host it, it made me realize that <laughs> this is inevitably true that everyone who works with Kanye, most people anyway have very positive opinions about Kanye because they, they've interacted with him and they know him 
and they understand him on a human level and it's easy to just judge him from a distance it you don't ever have to just agree with everything he says and does but to right. not know him and then judge him uh, it, it really shows like the distance like a lot of the the hosts have on that show and the closeness selena johnson has so when she repeats the name the power she's giving it is so specific to her and her relationship with kanye that yes like you can extract your own meaning from it but like i i kind of just put myself in her shoes like i picture her in the booth and especially now after hearing everything she said about the relationship like the emotion that must be going through her as she says the name and there doesn't necessarily have to be any meaning to like the way she says it each time or how long she stretches it out it, the meanings inherent the emotions inherent like you can you can hear her working through all of the 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 what her and Kanye's relationship is is coming out in her saying that it's it's something so personal and intimate in a way that god and then to have jay come up on the next song like, like the album really opens with Kanye very close to people uh very close to Kanye in his personal life uh, empathizing with him and losing his mom and, and what it's like for him to live this kind of life. Yeah. That idea that <clears throat> Selena, like in the booth, as you're saying, feeling, feeling her energy because she did just from what she said, have this big conversation with Kanye about how he was feeling. So she's really not just channeling their relationship and her perspective on their relationship, but also channeling what she just observed and was told by Kanye regarding how he's feeling about his mom and putting that emotion kind of being the vessel for his feelings and trying to do her best to capture that and be a healing force for him, I think makes this have that extra kick of energy mm. that if you just got like a random person to come in and say Donda, yeah. it might not be the same. <clears throat> totally. Um, and that seems to be the thing that Kanye does so greatly uh, through whatever means he's able to get people that are featured on his album to really elevate their game, which is something that has been noteworthy since Donda came out of how much praise uh, so many of the features have gotten as this is one of the best verses of this yeah. person's career. <laughs> they crush this. Who is this person? And he's been doing that ever since what, like having Lupe on right, yeah. <laughs> Touch the Sky. Uh, then graduation, I don't think he had anybody like up and coming, but 808s, you have Kid Cudi, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, Nikki, no one, Nikki, yeah, Nikki, right? Yeah, and he definitely, Nikki does say that he motivated her, he yeah. like gave her advice and and Pusha T on that album too, like who was already pretty established, but acknowledged it, like, oh, Kanye made me like give one of the best verses I've ever delivered on Runaway. Yeah, he made Pusha T rewrite the Runaway verse multiple times, which was like pissing Pusha T off. Uh, <laughs> and then he also made Rick Ross rewrite the outro on oh, yeah. uh, Devil, Devil in a New, New Dress, which Rick Ross was like, what? Uh, <laughs> what? So uh, you have that going on. And then uh, you were talking about the other hosts and just wanted to give a little context. Mm. The other hosts were kind of eye-rolling Kanye when they talked about him and uh, being a little bit more critical about some of the things around the album and not just immediately around the album in terms of Manson and baby, but just in general. And right. Selena was very diplomatic and, <laughs> yeah. and very polite. And that's what you're kind of getting at as the people that don't know him are just responding to the headlines while Selena who does know him is in that tough position of having a, great personal relationship with him or at least a positive personal relationship that is then complicated by the things that he does that cause these headlines yeah which um makes uh the beginning of this album like the transition from donda chant to jail like i feel like yeah. everything you just talked about it captures that dynamic
This idea that like you're in this personal space and you're going to create this album that is <laughs> deeply personal. Like we are getting insight into Connie of this album that I don't think we've ever gotten before. He's going to be so open and just real in a way that like it doesn't feel like you're watching a character in a movie. Like this is Kanye West and he's working yeah. through everything here. Um, the transition from that to jail and this this moment of like freeness and, and meditation and spirituality of chanting down his name and then to then go into jail where you feel trapped you feel alone you're losing your wife like society it doesn't make sense to you anymore it's cruel to black america uh you've been canceled by culture like all this is happening at once it, it's i feel like it's like everything you're describing on fox soul like people aren't seeing that connie's going through that he's being open about that Yes, he's made some questionable decisions <laughs> by doing the things he's done, but that doesn't yep. mean he's not a human being who, who's guilty of making mistakes just like anybody else and is willing to acknowledge that he presses buttons, that he's t going to take that extra step and he's okay with all the hate he's going to get. Like He's being so open and forthright on this album in a way that deserves a closer look and deserves to be heard and not just glossed over by people who just want to read headlines and, you know, throw out something that's going to be clickbaity. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about some reviews that have come out, <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, I imagine if we're talking, uh, movie techniques, right. And we're Ooh. making Donda into a movie. Mm. You could imagine the opening with Donda chant. It's just a, all black screen and you're hearing the word Donda repeat over and over and over. And as we get near the end, some other sounds start to come in and then the, we cut to like eyes opening. Right. And then you just see somebody that's in jail looking around and you have this sudden juxtaposition between the calm meditative place of just repeating this name to then suddenly opening your eyes and being in what's a much more shocking environment and wondering then, all right, like how do we get here? What's going to happen? And starting this uh, redemption arc that begins with this person in jail, all of their emotions about being there and then uh, heading into how they get out of jail and ending with them like stepping out into freedom or <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, trying to do better in their life. But it is a very, I think, cinematic move to go from the Donda chant to jail as it's something that's healing. And it begs the question then, like, what is he, like, what is the stress right now? What is the conflict right now that he needs right. healing, that he needs his mom? And jail is that conflict. So you're kind of getting this overall uh, introduction from Donda Chant that then heads into what is the main conflict of the album, which then leads into the rest of everything. Which, yeah, to, to think of that being the structure, like you can see the slow, gradual step towards pure souls come to life, um, no child left behind, which end with this idea of ascent and realizing yourself and becoming pure and you don't have to literally reach go to heaven to have a connection with your mom like you can find that here on earth and getting there is not easy and the very beginning of that is this meditative thing we're hearing at the beginning where Kanye is trying to block out all these things by remembering his mom saying her name over and over and over and then you open your eyes and it's here's the real world like it's time to put in the work to get there yep wow yep crazy yeah it definitely makes Donna Chan more of a prayer in that sense right it's not just this uh disassociated prayer but a prayer of like oh help me because this is the situation that i'm in <laughs> right um the other notable thing i i wanted to touch on and and i don't know how much validity there is to this but i did look up i kind of googled like the power of repeating names um, oh, yeah. and, the, and everything that popped up was like from the bible can you believe it um <laughs> what <laughs> and and while I don't think this is an exact connection to make, like I do find it interesting and something Connie's probably aware of since he's such, he, he reads the Bible a lot, it seems, um, is God, when he wants to speak to somebody, he often says their name twice. So 
Oh yeah. Uh, when Abraham is about to plunge the knife, plunge a knife into the into Isaac, he says Abraham, Abraham, trying to like talk to him. He talks to Jacob that way, Moses that way, um, Samuel that way, and and often when people are speaking to God, they say my God, they say God twice or Lord twice. Or when when Jesus was on the cross, he said my God, my God. Like I do think it's interesting that it's such a prominent part of the Bible to repeat names and that by repeating the name, it establishes like a direct connection with God. It goes from the same where you're just like God to like God, God, or like your God reaching down and saying like, Hey, like let's talk through this. Um, I just find that very interesting and powerful. Yeah. Which just kind of goes back to the idea of like chanting this connection to religion, right? That it's not just about, saying a name but it's all the implications of saying a name that bible connection is really fascinating um and that won't be the only one that we start to get into like there's a whole implication to fire in the bible uh Mm. that is going to be important when we come to i guess come to life uh, especially with the come to life music video coming out last night man but I guess one other aspect in terms of theories, I've at least seen a number of people bring it up, was that during the listening party on the screen, uh, during the Donda chant, it flashed between a dove and Donda. So you would see her baby picture and then see a dove and then baby picture dove, baby picture dove. And at the end, it was just the dove. And people have been saying, doesn't that mean that at the end of the song, she dies or it's supposed to represent death in that way? And I think it would be more representative of the spiritual, the transcendence, right? I mean, which is tied to passing away, right? That's the, that's the gateway. But I think it's just kind of, again, kind of capturing the, the spiritual uh, elements, the symbolism of that. And he had posted to Instagram that Damien Hurst, um, the incomplete truth, mm-hmm. which was the dove suspended in formaldehyde. Oh, right. Yeah. So the dove looks very much alive, even though it's suspended and gone. And I think that's kind of getting at this idea of just the, the spirit, right? Uh, the spirit lives on, this person lives on, the memory of them lives on, that gets back to everything that we were saying. So, I mean, part of that or a subtext to that is death but i don't think death was supposed to be the main implication i think it's still supposed to be the spirituality the soul like the religious elements of it yeah i think death not to be too critical but like i think that's a little reductive to think of it that way because this album's all about ascent you know we've kind of pitched that the album might be following the divine comedy as kanye has done several times it seems like now uh referencing it and following the structure going from hell to purgatory to heaven and how you know there's a hella here on earth and you're chanting Donda's name to channel her spirit and rise up and the album is that slow ascent so i feel like the dove could represent that um if we're going divine comedy theory which i'm still like torn on because there's still elements from the third listening party that you could say like this fits with the divine comedy theory which i think i made a video on it yeah maybe i didn't i think you but did i think i did right talking yeah. about like beatrice at the end and yeah. kim like representative of beatrice yeah i did i did yeah. um you could view like donda as like the beatrice as the same way that uh what's his name Dante <laughs> yeah, uh, kept like calling out to Beatrice this whole time and using Beatrice as kind of the, the bridge to heaven or to paradise. And just a similar thing to that. But I'm not sure how sold I am on that yeah. perspective on it, but it's just another way in which the name would go beyond like meaning that this person died and being more about the the spirit, the transcendent aspects, getting to, as you're saying, the ascendancy and setting up the idea of ascendancy, which in that case, you would have Donda Chant kind of getting us this idea of wanting to ascend, like wanting to summon someone that's from that place at this point. Right. And then jail kind of 
the contrast to saying this is where we're starting. Like we're starting with Kanye in this point of jail and we are going to get him to this point where he's not left behind, where he's connecting with his mom. And maybe that's the other thing that we should at least point out is that the first song is his mother's name repeated a bunch of times. And then the last like formal song on the album is No Child Left Behind. Well, I guess it's more of an outro rather than a formal song, but I'm thinking, I'm just trying to set it apart from the part twos. Mm-hmm. Um, but No Child Left Behind is the final track on the album. So is there something to read into that as like Kanye doesn't want to be a child left behind. He also doesn't want to leave his own children behind, not just like in terms of life and death, like physically, but in this moment, I think it's representative too of he doesn't want to be a estranged father now that he and Kim are divorced. And there's also elements to jail, right? In terms of the way that we see him over the course of the album become new again like his spirit's kept alive like he needs jesus he's made new again his soul is purified and this idea of coming to life you build all the way up to no child left behind like if i can be saved if i can be redeemed can't others right so it seems this this arc from jail to no child left behind or donda chant to no child left behind gets into these multiple dynamics of not just overall redemption of problematic people and Kanye himself feeling like he has been like redeemed or he is starting a new lease on life, like letting some things go, which is a big part. I think it's Lord, I need you where he talks about, or maybe it's start to come to life. He's not going to do things. He's not in control anymore. He's just handing things over to God because right. he's seen what being in control, control does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Remote control reinforces that as well. So, you have that arc and then like him and his family specifically with no child left behind and then him and his mom with no child left behind there's just a a few ways in which the idea of no child left behind pays off on multiple elements of this album but specifically this idea of don to chance and like the mother son connection it's a nice uh i guess what's the word juxtaposition is it the right Mm. word but it's just a nice like um circularity between the first song and the last song we know kanye loves bookending stuff so yeah it's no surprise that he's doing that here yeah a lot of what you're saying too i think that's the power of a lot of the features on the album is a lot of people were complaining about that like oh kanye's barely in the album i think all the features reinforce everything you were just saying and how there are people in your life that relate to the problems you have that know you personally, that can help you through, even if they're not featured on the album, like all the people you're talking about that can be your Donda, in quotes here, on earth, who can be the ones that put you in a good place like Donda did, which again, I think it's the power of Jay-Z opening this album. People, yes, the baby's verse would have fit, but it just does not have the emotion that Jay brings to the album hold up Donda, I'm here with your baby when I touch back road. Like he he's speaking to Donda, like he knew Donda, he knew Connie when Con- when Donda was here. Like there's such power to that and Connie being yeah. able to have those kinds of people in his life and then to populate his album with it as he's openly struggling through all of this and laying out all of his problems and all of the tension and pressure and conflict in his life and building his way to no child left behind to becoming a kid again to being the kid that donda raised and then to pass it on to his own kids to pass it on to people in his life to be forgiving to be remorseful to help like it's just incredible that i mean we're talking about donda chant here donda chant i think sets all of that up it's it's so incredible it i really yeah agreed Wow, <laughs> I agree. I'm uh, I'm also now looking at No Child Left Behind just to see if there's any kind of like early kind of callback that we can notice. And I'm not sure how much I'm going to buy into this, but uh. Vori's verse says, uh, back again, I use my back against the wall, never called on y'all, never count on y'all, I'll always count on God. And this idea of never called on y'all, like yeah. I never called out for you, I never called on you. While at the start of the album, he's kind of 
in some ways calling out to Donda, calling mm-hmm. on Donda, and how we talked about that connection between Donda and God, right? Mm. Uh, Donda and faith, uh, Donda and spirituality, that I wonder if you can kind of start to see that connection going on there. Like, yeah, he didn't look to... <laughs> right people he looked to his mother and he looked to god and that's who he was calling on when his back was against the wall and his back being against the wall is certainly a major like would call back to jail yeah right interesting i like that yep okay all right we'll see how that goes can we talk any more about a song where the same words repeated 60 times uh i mean we maybe could well no i think that's there is i I guess one last thing is i didn't know how much i bought into this i feel like maybe i almost feel just obligated to talk about this the fact that what donna's name could mean um because it says ingenious people did some research and i did some googling myself like meaning of donda's name and there really wasn't much um they you could see here in the comments someone said or an annotation it could mean beautiful leader or in its masculine form, Danta, which is lasting and enduring. But those are both coming from from web pages that not a ton of sources or just like it's like user interface, you know, where like people are just saying that. Um, yep. So and, and then I did see the 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 form of a similar name. Donatella means gift of God. Um, so I, I do think like whatever the actual meaning of her name is, there seems to be some spirituality to it. it very religious elements and that again establishes this connection that it's it's very religious and spiritual to repeat her name at the beginning yeah i mean and i could see if the foundation for that we know that kanye has gotten really into the roots of words like he's was carrying around a dictionary and looking up what words meant and we know in only one he specifically titled it based off the meaning of his own name uh what kanye means so uh, we know that he's aware of the meaning of names getting into like root words. It's possible that he would be looking up, you know, what did my mom's name mean? Or when she right. told him what his own name meant, they've talked about it in the past. So, yeah. Yeah, just interesting. I can see that. And I guess the only other thing as I'm looking at the, the track list is just, is there any kind of connection between Donda Chant and Donda? And... I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. This idea that if our working theory that there's at least broadly two acts, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially more. But if there's at least some kind of divide between Donda Chance to Heaven and Hell, with Heaven and Hell being the climax of either the first arc or act or the first two acts kind of thing. um, And then Donda starting a next act then you would have each act beginning one with Donda chant, one with Donda. So it's almost like in act one, which is more of the problematic act, he's calling out for his mom or channeling his mom, meditating on his mom. And then at the start of the second act, her presence is there through her own voice. And I think that's very cool. Oh yeah. I mean, you could totally see that transition happening, happening lyrically. And Mm -hmm. I think more prominently sonically, um, yeah. Because those first, from jail to, to junior, it's a very heavy aesthetic, uh, grimy production, very spacious, not a lot of drums. It's It feels like you're walking through a graveyard. And then Believe What I Say kind of lifts up a bit, and it becomes a little more poppy, a little bit more spiritual, leading into Donda, which is like fully spiritual. Like it is, it's, it feels like you're ascending to heaven. And then I feel like the rest of the songs after that have that feeling of being in a better place of being in touch of god of of your spirit uh gaining this new power in life uh so yeah donda to me is no matter what way you're looking at it how many acts you split donda is some sort of shift into that kind of sound yeah the fact that the the song preceding it's called heaven and hell right (laughs) Seems very on point. And, you know, you mentioned the the transition to believe what I say, right? Because, uh, yes, God breathed off the grid, hurricane. Hurricane's a little brighter, but praise God, Jonah. Dark song. Okay, okay. He's trapped in a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of darkness, but just like there's beauty right. in 
like the production like the production is closer to believe what i say than it is to sure. jonah i think right um but believe what i say 24 moon i can imagine people being like oh those are brighter songs in general and it's like but they're also songs that are very filled with like longing right and the past so i think it's fitting in terms of putting a cap on that first act that believe what i say he's kind of reflecting on the relationship with kim 24 is getting very spiritual and reflective moon is also getting very longing and reflective and you have those things kind of building to this heaven and hell declaration that right. i think donda serves as that transition point to then the much more purely positive keep my spirit alive like new again tell the not tell the vision lord yeah. i need you pure <laughs> souls and then come to life you compare come to life to believe what i say right and believe what i say being very much like you did these things yeah and <laughs> it's come been to antagonistic life. yeah come to life being like i did these things yeah okay okay mm. man i can't wait to dig into this thing yeah the album's great i'm just i've been losing my mind the last few days with uh <laughs> bum analysis that i've been reading <laughs> but i feel like over time <laughs> i mean it's the same thing that we saw with life of pablo where people were saying like there's no cohesiveness to it it's incohesive it's right. just like kanye throwing a bunch of tracks together and it's like no 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 <laughs> uh same kind of thing with yeezus where people are like oh he's lost it <laughs> yeah like, no there's a ton of stuff going on it's just every damn kanye album like the initial reaction is people doubting Ugh. it's because they have to review the album a couple hours after it comes out <laughs> we're gonna take 25 <laughs> episodes to unpack this thing and i don't want to be too hopeful and i don't want to reach too high but we might win a pulitzer prize for this <laughs> could you imagine i okay we should we should just by like the amount of critical analysis that goes into a season like this the research the putting together the culmination of the work that we've already done yeah that this like is built upon i'd like to see another critic <laughs> in the popular space that's going to put out a more thoughtful and thought-provoking like body of work in 2021 than we're doing with this i mean Just show them to me we're already displaying the depth. We just talked about Donna Chant for an hour. I know. Like, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, what what a year between what we're going to do with this, uh, completing the 808 season, the graduation season. Yeah. yeah we should get some sort of award. The dissect season. Oh, yeah. I man, forgot about that. Man. That's how crazy of a good of a year I'm having that I forgot about the dissect season. <laughs> <laughs> right which is like a, a highlight it's like a very high highlight uh, so if if any of you listening want to nominate us for a pulitzer prize in criticism since we can't nominate ourselves we won't stop you won't stop you please by all means <laughs> <sighs> okay and do we think we're wrapped up do we have anything more to say about donna chant no nah, i think that i think that does it i'm looking okay. forward to talking about jail I am too, but I, I have something I want to pitch here at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah? What is that? And I and I want our fans to be involved, and I, I want to, and I want there to be a poll. I'm pitching a little contest here that you and I each make a video where we say Donda's name 60 times, and people can vote on who did the best job. Okay. I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm down for that. And we'll get I, it up uh, as soon as possible. I imagine what, like, I do it, we put it to YouTube, you do it, put it to YouTube, and then we uh, see how the votes come in. Yeah, we could do a poll on Twitter, or we could do, like, maybe we could do a live chat. Or maybe we could do it live. I don't know. But we, we do something. We'll put some fanfare around it, make an event. Make it an event. Okay. I would also like to ask people... Maybe this is too far. I think it would be fun, though. Okay. I would also like to ask people just to record yourself saying Donda's Ooh. name once and then send it to 
what should they send it to our Twitter? Should they send it to the watching the throne email? Um, tw- uh, yeah, I, I guess whatever. Can we get the video from Twitter and like do something with it? Uh, maybe it's better if they like email just it. send an email with the video. Yeah. So what's okay. the email? Travis at watching the throne. Dot com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. So just record yourself saying Donda once, however you want. Yeah. And we'll see what we put together. Uh, something real goofy, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And I know some of you want to go Donda and like stretch it out, but like, we need some regular Dondas too. Yeah. If you want to be the regular Donda person, that is perfectly <laughs> fine. If you want to be the screaming Donda person, that is absolutely fine. If you send it my way, it's going in a file somewhere and it's something's happening with it. Yeah, so just just do that. Travis at watchingthethrone.com. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we should open ourselves up to this, but it's happening. It's happening. Can't be stopped now. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, jail's next. You excited, Chris, for jail? I I am. I'm ready to get locked up. Ooh, ooh, mama. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, until then, we just need everyone to please stay wavy. Keep it loopy. And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol.